0: The epistle for the first Sunday after Easter is taken from St. John's first epistle, chapter five. Dearly beloved, whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory which overcometh the world, our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. It is the Spirit which testifieth that Christ is the truth. And there are three who give testimony in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that give testimony on earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three are one. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God which is greater, because he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth in the Son of God hath the testimony of God in himself. And the Holy Gospel is taken from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 20. At that time when it was late that same day, the first of the week, and the doors were shut where the disciples were gathered together for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be to you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples, therefore, were glad when they saw the Lord. He said, therefore, therefore, to them again, Peace be to you. As the Father hath sent me, I also send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them, and he said to them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them. And whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. Now Thomas, one of the twelve, who is called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples, therefore, said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Jesus cometh, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst, and said, Peace be to you. Then he said to Thomas, Put in thy finger hither, and see my hands, and bring hither thy hand, and put it into my side, and be not incredulous, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith to him, Because thou hast seen me, Thomas, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and have believed. Many other signs also did Jesus in the sight of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Thus far the words of today's holy gospel. Jesus saith to him Because thou hast seen me Thomas thou hast believed Blessed are they that have not seen and but have believed Words taken from the gospel of today's mass In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost Amen Having committed many crimes a certain man was thrown into prison There the conditions were very poor and the man suffered very much from hunger, thirst, and cold, so that soon he was near death. If only I had a friend to help me, he moaned. The king, who had taken a special interest in this man's case, decided to visit him in the dungeon. He wanted to discover how he bore his sufferings, and he wanted to help him. But he went in disguise to the prison having taken off his royal robes. When he entered the wretched man's cell, he kindly asked the prisoner how he was doing. But the prisoner, being completely dejected and completely absorbed in his own misery, paid the visitor no attention. He merely moaned and turned away. The king again tried to coax the poor man to speak, but with the same result, so soon he left. When the king had gone, the jailer turned to the criminal and said, Do you know who was speaking to you? That was the king himself. The king, exclaimed the man, Oh, wretch that I am! If I had only known, I would have thrown myself at his feet and I would have clasped his knees. I would never have let him go until he had pardoned me. Alas, I have lost everything. Thus the poor captive lamented his state, but it was of no use. It was too late. Like the man in the story, St. Thomas also failed to recognize someone. For some time after the resurrection, St. Thomas failed to recognize that our Lord had really risen and was again alive and in the midst of the apostles. Although all the apostles tried to convince him that they had seen Christ, he refused to accept their testimony. Unless I put my finger, he stubbornly declared, into the prince of the nails, unless I place my hand into his side, I will not believe. On the Sunday after Easter, the apostles were gathered together in the cenacle, and this time St. Thomas also was with them. Suddenly, our risen Savior stood in the middle of the room. He greeted them all kindly, saying, "'Peace be to you.' Then, turning directly toward Thomas, he called forward his doubting apostle. "'Come hither, Thomas,' he said. "'Place your finger into my hands. Come, put your hand into my side, and be not faithless but believing.' Falling to his knees before our Lord, St. Thomas cried out with his unconditional act of faith, My Lord and my God. With a gentle rebuke, our Lord replied, Because thou hast seen me, Thomas, thou hast believed. Blessed are they who have not seen, but have believed. In considering the events of today's gospel, we may be surprised that St. Thomas was so slow to believe. However, we should at the same time admire his fervent act of faith. The instant he was convinced of the resurrection, he fell down upon his knees and adored Christ. From this moment, he devoted the rest of his life to preaching the gospel and eventually, he sacrificed his life for his divine master. In other words, he proved his faith by action. Unlike St. Thomas, my dear friends, we have never seen Christ. Nevertheless, we firmly believe that the same Lord and God who entered into the upper room, the same Lord and God who showed his wounds to the apostles and St. Thomas on that first low Sunday, is truly present in the Blessed Sacrament and enters into our hearts in Holy Communion. Although God will reward us for our faith, It is necessary at times to examine ourselves to see if, like Thomas, we act according to our beliefs. Do we prove our faith by our actions? We know that we receive our Lord and our God, his body and blood, soul and divinity in Holy Communion, but it is so easy to underestimate this wonderful truth. So easy to forget that in Holy Communion, our weak, sinful heart beats close to the strong, pure heart of Jesus. The holy and powerful personality of Jesus comes into contact with our personality. His intellect enlightens our intellect, and his will strengthens our will. His very soul penetrates our soul. Furthermore, the Baltimore Catechism teaches us that After Holy Communion, we enjoy our Lord's sacramental presence for 15 or 20 minutes. That is, after the end of Mass, he still remains with us for about five minutes. During this time, we are, so to speak, living tabernacles. We should consider whether we strive to fittingly entertain our divine guest, or do we perhaps at times Act like the, the man in today's story, so occupied with our own problems and our own plans that we lose the precious opportunity of speaking with Jesus. Some may think to themselves in so many words, I have already sacrificed an hour of my time to hear Mass. That is sufficient. But this, my dear friends, is false thinking. Jesus, our God and our Savior, has just sacrificed himself on the cross for you, and you personally. He has granted you many graces, and if you have received communion, he now rests really and truly in your soul as your special guest, and this for just 15 minutes. It does not matter if you do not feel his presence. It does not matter if you are overwhelmed with distractions. All that matters is that you have received Jesus and he rests within your soul. He only looks at your efforts to entertain him. His Sacred Heart yearns for our love and that is why he comes to us in Holy Communion. That is why he grants us so many graces. When a relative or a good friend comes to visit us, we greet him warmly at the door, we seat him comfortably, and we converse with him. In communion, Jesus, the King of Kings, visits our poor hearts, disguised under the appearance of bread and wine. What an opportunity we would miss by not entertaining him and asking him for favors. Let us profit by the visit of Jesus so that we will not be forced to cry out with the man in the story, O wretch that I am! If I had really understood that it was Jesus who came to me in Holy Communion, I would have thrown myself at his feet. I would have clasped his knees and never let him go until he had pardoned me. But what is the best way to please our divine guest and to entertain him after we have received him in Holy Communion. Ask Our Lady for help. She is our mother and his mother. She knows better than anybody how to properly entertain her son. She always knows what to say. Ask her to welcome him into your heart as she welcomed him on the first Easter Sunday when he visited her after the resurrection. Ask her to adore him for you. Ask her to thank him for you and to plead for whatever graces you need. She is our mother, and she will supply for whatever is lacking in us. Let us, my dear friends, resolve to make a good Thanksgiving after receiving our Lord in Holy Communion. At the end of Mass, remain in the chapel for at least five minutes speaking with our Lord and thanking him for coming to you. Do not turn your back on him, for he is truly present within your soul. Let us with St. Thomas profess our belief in the true presence of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament by our fervent thanksgiving with Our Lady's help. If you do this, you will merit to hear those blessed words of our Lord, Blessed are you who have not seen, but have believed. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.